Okay. Because I only have two okay. cubes left, so okay. we got one shot at this. Yeah. <laughs> one shot. Yeah, one shot. We can't get more ice. No, that's it. Well, I don't have any more cubes, like the, the fancy whiskey Oh, cubes. you have fancy that's, whiskey yes. cubes. Okay, perfect. I can get regular cubes, but I don't think we could do a cocktail podcast and use regular cubes and whiskey and not get made fun of, right? Get judged pretty yeah. hard, yeah. We're already I'll, probably going to get judged for me yeah. using my hands to touch the ice. You know, I don't mind that. It I, doesn't bother me. I don't think anyone actually notices a difference. Well, if you did a taste oh, test, notice the difference. No, like if you if you legitimately did a taste testing, there's nobody that would know the difference on whether hands touched the ice or if it was one of those little little clampy things. Oh, see, I I never thought it was about the taste. I thought it was about the germs. Well, I think it's I think it's the oils. Oh, I don't want the, it's the germs. oils from your hands. <laughs> the oils. I mean, I. But what if you wash your hands? Now aren't the oils gone? But then you have new oils from the soap. <laughs> and then you've got a soapy oils. ass drink <laughs> <laughs> just an oil swapper Clean, cleaning your hands doesn't actually clean your hands it just changes the oils on your hands uh, so I should never wash my hands is what no, you're telling you me. actually should set we up should never hand desanitizing stations mm, yeah well that's called your asshole <laughs> that's why people used to get polio <laughs> then they go swimming <laughs> Hey, let's put this in the public pools. Wait, so you, wait, and then, oh, oh, I'm going to get a little bit of water in my mouth. Oh, that that was Timmy's poop in my mouth. Oh, my God. So that's, that's why people. Yeah, that's, that's how people got polio. That's why people got sick. Actually, but specifically I mean, polio you, you look or at, just sickness in general? Well, polio more the, uh, was it the DDT that they used to spray for like for bugs and stuff? They would just spray. And there's pictures of, of uh, guys spraying this stuff on the beach and the kids are playing and all this what looks like dust or smoke and it's all just poison and then you know what right. the the uh the consequences or the the symptoms after the fact were very much related to the same as polio and so there's a lot of research that says actually it was probably most of polio cases were probably this poisoning so it's pretty it's pretty crazy um wow we already we're already talking diving about into it vaccines here practice uh, well running. i guess here nobody we ever nobody said anything about vaccines but you know that's usually the the cry is what about the polio vaccine? I can't wait until we get some user-generated questions, and then oh, yeah. we get free reign to dive into yes. whatever we want because somebody yes. asked me. Well, I, do you feel like maybe our listeners can, when somebody asks like a podcast, oh, I've got a question, and you know maybe you go on to Twitter or X or whatever you call it now. Uh, does anybody still? Does anybody actually call it X? Because you could still go to Twitter.com and it takes you there, right? Yeah, he's I'm got sure both. A redirect. Yeah. Right, but I still see almost everything still says Twitter and has even has the bird. I still see the bird everywhere. Still see the bird. Uh, it's I mean, takes a while I guess for the for people to change or like people are very resistant to it. They are. Uh, I don't think Elon really cares though. No, because they're going to X anyways. Right. How do you get a single a single lettered dot com? How much do you pay for that? Oh my god! Do you think he owned that before? Do it's we know? Be- I mean, that's going to be hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. We might have to look that up. I, what did I search? I was searching, I, I was oh searching some different, different, like, hey, how can, you know, different website names um, in the wealth area. And it was just like digitalwealth.com or something, something like that. And it was a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's for pretty, that dot com. It's pretty generic. One hundred thousand dollars for not like really but, technically for nothing. But, but who's, uh, I don't know. Good who? for you, whoever buys that. Who is naming their business something so generic? 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then too, if you have something that generic, Elon are Musk, you just, <laughs> are you just are you just hoping that people are accidentally hit dot com instead of typing into the Google search, and then that they land on your website? Mm. Like, what's what's the hope there? Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, digital wealth. Yeah, well, I guess maybe that it would be the top of search. I search digital wealth, and that that's the first thing that appears. Yeah, but but it's the same thing as like it's not like I'm searching sports. I'm searching ESPN or I'm but, searching. But here's the thing: even still, even if you type in something generic, there's someone, there's a business out there that's still attacking those keywords. There's from someone an better SEO than you out there yeah. from a paid ads perspective. So like, unless you're looking up a definition specifically, uh, the meaning of or the definition right, of right. in your in your phrase you're using, you're going to see a business. It's true. So, yeah, at least the first couple sponsored ones. Paying a hundred thousand dollars for a website domain that says digital wealth is not worth it. It was it was a really great idea in two thousand and two. Right. It would have been a great idea. Yep. And somebody you know somebody bought that for a bunch of money and they were like, I'm gonna hold on to this and it'll be rich. And they're still waiting. Somebody said that Al Gore's got a good idea. Oh. And then I'm gonna capitalize on it. There was a there was a guy who I believe this I remember this happening when I was in high school, so 2000 early 2000s i graduated in 04 if you care that puts me at approximately 37 years of age i didn't care but thank you okay. uh <laughs> this yeah the, the, this this kid he was I, I don't even know if he was 18 he might have been 18 he his name was mike rosoft m-i-k-e last name r-o-s-o-f-t okay and he wanted to de- design websites so he started a website called MikeRosoft.com, and he designed websites. And this is early 2000s, so a much different – there is no, like, plug-and-play back mm-hmm. then. There was – none of that existed. You had to learn a little bit of code to be able to, to do a website. So he's doing a website. He gets contacted by Microsoft, naturally, and they give him a cease and desist letter. And he says, no, I'm not, I'm not going to. This is my actual name. They said, how about we give you – It was like a couple of million dollars Mm. for your URL. And he said no. And so they took him to court. Guess who won? Fucking Mike Rosoft. Mike Rosoft. We we need to find him and bring him on this podcast. Find Find this man. Mike Rosoft. Maybe that was just a story that my computer, what was it, like advanced computing, which you learned Nothing advanced. You learn how to use Microsoft Word and Excel, but maybe I mean, that teacher, time. maybe that that teacher just made that story up just to sound cool. Might have. Very well could have. Might but have. if Mike Rosoft is out there, we're gonna find you. We're gonna find him. We have to invite him on. <laughs> Sorry, it's gonna be our first guest. If you know Mike Rosoft, make sure you email us. Make sure. Yeah, I mean, there. What are the chances that the six people watching this right now are the <laughs> six? Um, listen, I hear, listen. I've heard a theory that I've actually seen come to fruition that you are three contacts away from any person in the world. Wow. Three. Any person I've heard that seven. you want to know. Isn't seven? it seven? Maybe it's three now. Maybe it's decreased. I always thought it was seven. There's a lot of connections. Isn't there, there the like, uh, I think at one point there was something like that with Kevin Bacon hmm. and it was, it was like the, how many distances away are you from knowing somebody that knows kevin bacon okay don't know where it came from i don't either why yeah. kevin bacon i don't know I, was he just was he it was, he was in footloose and that i don't know listen loose feet what can you do <laughs> 
so anyways, you're here you are watching Cock Talk, whatever you just saw before we started saying this. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the first episode of Cock Talk. Right. And uh, we we figured, you know, there's a whole lot to talk about with cocks. There, there's there's just a lot around that term in general. And first and foremost, we do own chickens. Yes. How many do we own? Between the two of us. I have 16. You have 16. Uh, hopefully the great city that you live in doesn't find that out. Is there a limit? Do so you have a limit? Or is technically, it? I have not seen anything okay. in the county laws that there is a limit. You just can't have roosters. Okay. Well, there which, you go. I mean is a cock in general, right? Yes. It, technically so, you don't own a cock. I you don't. actually only own hens. Uh there is a there is a chicken book. Uh, I will find the name. Uh it is it, like the first chapter of this book, a huge section of it is devoted to telling you why you should call your roosters cocks and that the like pussification of America is the reason why we call them roosters instead of cocks because people were offended by the word cock. So they went to this word rooster because it didn't offend as many people. But this, hmm. this particular author would say that it this is the technical name. It's like being afraid to say the word penis and instead saying you're willy. Uh, hmm. That's the rooster cock hmm. equivalent. Okay. So. Well, I feel like in, maybe on one of the future episodes, we should just read that chapter. Sure. Yeah, why not? We'll just we'll it'll be like Congress, you know, when uh, when they're trying to filibuster and be like, let's bring in this book. <laughs> I brought this book that my granddaughter wrote and uh, she sold exactly 17 copies of. Here we go. Here we go. And they do. I mean, they I, I, I we have to look up the record for the longest filibuster, but it's like more than a day for sure. I thought, yeah, isn't it like two or three days? Maybe two or three days. Yeah. Uh, you know, my other the other podcast that I have, I won't tell you the name because I don't want to shamelessly plug myself. But I think you should. Uh, it's called Overtime Hockey Talk. <laughs> and uh, we talk about hockey, which is very different than what we do here. Uh, you talk about sticks there. But I've got my computer. And so as we're talking, I can like look it up. But we don't have that. Like I could, I suppose I could whip up my phone right now. Uh, but that's an audio only podcast so i can really get away with it i almost uh, put the computer out here in my laptop you know maybe we'll have to we need we just episode. need a fact checker uh you know what next step let's just make that a normal thing let's let's just have From your, on, we'll your have daughter come out here and be our fact checker that sounds good yeah i'm gonna get a sticker on my laptop to cover up the apple and i'll let it be mm, a yeah. rooster instead. so is that so a sticker on the back to cover up the apple and a sticker on the front to cover up your webcam yes you have one of those i don't actually i don't either I don't, I don't really, I don't know that I care. I've got, you know, I've got a webcam on my desktop. I've got one on my laptop. I, I've never been one kind in of your that bedroom, person. One in the, well, we're, I told my wife we wouldn't go into that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Whoops. Uh, well, yeah, I, I kind of joke by the when way. it comes to that. I feel like I don't, I don't really care enough because let's assume, let's assume every single camera that I have, somebody's watching me through the camera of my computer. I don't really do. I don't. I don't really. I spend such little time on my laptop yeah. that like it doesn't. Well, I'm they're working. gonna watch me through my phone. I go on my laptop and I sit on my couch or I sit in the like my countertop and I work. This is what I'm, you're gonna see. Yeah. Right. See is that is that is that newsworthy? Yeah. Is that worth your taxpayer dollars for the FBI or CIA to watch that angle of me? No, it's not. I mean, I guess could they access it? Sure. Are they accessing it at all times? No. 
does somebody like Mark Zuckerberg maybe have more of a reason to cover his? Probably. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But for for you at home, does it make sense? I mean, Probably. you can do it, I guess, if you want to. But seems like a waste of tape to me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I used it in, in my last job when I was doing a lot of uh, studio production work. Um, we would do, especially during COVID, when a lot of it was virtual broadcast, there was a need for kind of uh, an extra layer of security to kind of cover mm. myself up so I don't actually come on screen during a 10,000-person webinar. Oh, well, that yeah. that because um, you were, But you were actually hosting a webinar that you just weren't – you weren't the person talking, exactly. but you were the person who was doing the AV for it. So, you, exactly. yeah, you don't want to accidentally pop up and take over everyone's screen or 100%. something. And that – so that – I mean, that's a much more practical – that's not so much a conspiracy as it is just right. Yeah, if you're smart. doing it specifically for a privacy thing, if you think that that's how they're getting all of their information about you, well, and, and that's the only. Do you cover method. up all the cameras on your phone? Exactly. That's, you have that's ring cameras kind of like, attached to your Wi-Fi. Anyone oh, can access those. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, hopefully not anyone. Well, I mean, anyone that knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah those those ring cameras they're. It's it's crazy because of course it's it can be a good thing right like you don't want somebody to break into your house right or you want to have especially when you live in a uh, a place where somebody can drive th- past your street pick pa- like packages up off your door and then mm-hmm. drive away really easily um, where I live you are not a smart person if you come down my no. like three hundred foot driveway yeah, your driveway is a mile and a half long hey I'm gonna see you if I'm not home. My enormous dog is going to scare the devil out of you. Dog. Um, Amazon people, like, sometimes they won't even get out of their, their truck, which I, I understand. I, I, she's a big Great Pyrenees, and she will bark at anyone. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't go up to anybody. She's, she runs away if you try to go up to her. But I've had before where she's on the property line between our house and our neighbors. He's just out like, my neighbor's a nice guy. He's just out doing something to his car or whatever, shoveling snow. And she just stands on the mound in between our two houses and just barks. Mm. And I, I mean, I put, I had to put a little, a little collar on her. Don't, I actually have not shocked her. I just hit the beep button. And beep, it scares her. And she shoots out of there. So I, I don't want to hit the I'm, – I'm happy. I don't ever want to have to You've hit – You've had her since a puppy, too. So it's yeah. not like she's had it before. No, no. So there's no basis for her fear. She no just, basis. There's also a vibration, which is like basically like your phone getting a text. Mm. Because I've, I've put it on and done the vibration, and it's just like – it feels like your phone's vibrating in your pocket. Mm. Except for it's around your neck. <laughs> Except for it's around your jugular. <laughs> so it's, it, it's, en- it's enough to get a response out of the dog and, and help to train her. Uh, but anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, we, well, two of us together, what, what do we want to do with the show? Let's talk, let's talk a little well, bit. First what of all, we do. I think that we need to talk about, oh, shit, we got we, we to make a cocktail. We got to make a cocktail. We got to, we got to start it off right. Uh, because it's cold here in Michigan right now. It is and, cold. I need uh, something to warm my bones. I feel like we need something that's to warm us up a little bit. So we are going to be, uh, actually making an old fashioned here. Might as well start it off with a classic, right? But yeah. we're going to do a little twist on it, uh, a black walnut old-fashioned. I love it. Um, which I'm really excited about. Uh, this is a, a newer twist for me. Um, had some friends of mine. Yeah, we're using uh, was it? some Feed Brothers. Feed Brothers. Uh, um, black that. walnut bitters. Ben, can you zoom in on this? Yeah. <laughs> 
damn it, Ben sucks at zooming. Yeah, we're Sorry. gonna. He's fired. Yeah, we're gonna fire him. We'll hire him before next episode, though. Um, but no, so uh, an old fashioned is definitely it's a classic. Uh, it's a hundred percent a favorite of mine. If I go anywhere, uh, that's kind of the way I judge a bar is by how well they do an old fashioned. Yes, yes, yeah. If if you're gonna load it up with simple syrup and uh, and oranges. If, if there's too much simple syrup, it's going to be too sweet. I think that I also have... Um, or when you get one where it's it's very clearly that they poured the, the cherry syrup in there too. Mm-hmm. And there is a whole bunch of fizz. Fizz? You know, because you, you do put a splash of water in there. And some places do carbonated water. That's ridiculous. And, it's, and, and you can tell it's subtle, but uh, you put carbonated water in here. I don't want, I don't no, want this carbonated. Don't, don't, don't make... Fizz. Don't, don't. Just so I'm 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 kind of stuck up when it comes to beverages in general, uh, specifically yeah. cocktails. I I prefer straight whiskey. A lot of the times, whiskey neat whiskey on ice. I like to enjoy the natural flavor of the whiskey. However, I do really like old fashions. Um, I've well, had and, a, and an old fashioned can draw out different flavor profiles from the whiskey. Well, and, and even still, a lot of the times when old fashioned, I make it. I omit some ingredients, so maybe it's not a true old fashioned, but I don't always put a cherry in there. I rarely put simple syrup in it. I definitely don't do a splash of water. I let the ice, the ice is going to melt. It's going to add water to it. So I don't want to have too much water in there, but I do understand that uh, a little bit of water does open up the aromatic flavors of the whiskey itself. I think also it, some of it is like, we, we don't care. We're making this drink for ourselves. Sure. Um, In a bar, maybe they care a little more because you get a little more liquid in there. People drink a little bit more. Like there's, remember that the way that somebody makes a drink is to get you to a feel like you, yeah, you're paying ten, maybe fifteen, twenty dollars for this drink. You want it to be a full glass. So you know, add a little splash of water. Water is a frick ton cheaper than whiskey. Yep. So so it, I mean you're right. It does draw out the flavor, but it also they are trying to get you to be satisfied with how much of a drink you got. How Mm. at a lot of places maybe like a really fancy bar they don't care it's gonna look like there's a a small little wave inside of your cup and that's it and that's just that's a part of the appeal too but at a a generic bar you're going and you're like i want to actually feel like i have a a drink i don't want to i don't want i want to feel like i'm being given a little extra especially if you uh especially if you go to kind of a nicer bar where they have genuine mixologists, you know, behind the counter and you're paying $15, $17 yeah. for a drink, yeah. uh, which is ridiculous. Just go buy a bottle of something yourself and right. learn how to make it yourself. Right. Especially when, you know, rarely are you going alone. So if you're paying $15 for a drink, you're paying $30 for yeah. the drinks. And that's only one drink a piece. Exactly. Uh, just buy a You're paying for the atmosphere, Joe. 100%. I, but you could just come into your space and, and put up some lights and you got an atmosphere. I got like an this. atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, we got an indoor fireplace. Go That's sit true. By your fireplace fire. is very sexy. I do like my fireplace. I feel like, I feel like, like the, some magic could happen with that fireplace. <laughs> the only downside. You're not trying to have another, another child on that fireplace? No. No. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's shut down. <laughs> that that whole situation <laughs> shut down. No more kids. Um, well, thank you for was, letting us know uh, what happened with your cock. Yes. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of part really of the show, cock. right? Yeah. Um, it's true. We're we are going to find so many ways to talk about cock. It's going to be outrageous. Uh, and yet, none of it is probably how you were expecting it to. Yeah, go. it's true. That's true. Uh, 
Well, why don't why don't we make this drink and let's, then let's keep going. Let's let's move some stuff around. Let's make yeah. this drink together. We'll have some drinks and then we'll we'll talk about some some other cocks. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into making this black walnut old fashioned. All right. Um, so if you, know you what want, I, you know what I'm gonna do. What are we gonna do? We're gonna start that over. Okay. I'm gonna take a video from my phone while we do it. Okay. So that it's a, we've got a little bit up close, and we could always cut to it if we want okay. to. Okay. Do you want to hand me the items over there then, sure. and then I'll make the first one. Here. Then it'll be that like first person kind of view. want to uh i don't want to be in your shot but do you want to do that yeah sure okay all right so we're gonna we're gonna make the black walnut old-fashioned here um so i cannot wait this recipe in general so i'm i'm not as much of a rye kind of person as much as i am just a bourbon person uh but this recipe in particular calls for rye so one of the ryes that i do enjoy this Elijah Craig rye, uh, I think is pretty good. It's 94 proof. Elijah Craig, obviously, uh, Kentucky. Uh, yes, the old Kentucky, Kentucky bib. Kentucky bourbon. Kentucky whiskey. Uh, but we're going to do three ounces of rye. Two shots for those counting at home. That sounds good. That smells good. See if I don't spill this all over our electrical equipment. <laughs> Show's right. done. Show's done. All right. So we've got our rye. We've got our ice. Now I'm sure I'm going to get completely roasted for the order in which I do these things. But is, is there a proper order? There is a proper order. Uh. I just don't care enough. Uh, we're going to do four dashes of the black walnut from Fee Brothers. One, two, three, four. And then we do four dashes of orange bitters. One, two, three, four. And then we're going to do one Luxardo cherry. Oh, goodness. I personally like to try to get all of the syrup off of it. So that way it doesn't overwhelm the drink itself. And then lastly, we're going to make sure that we have our orange peel. Now, from what I understand, it's very important to squeeze and get all of the juices out, running along the rim here. Once everything's in, we can mix this up. And that's it. Look at that beautiful drink. That's it. That's all yours, Mark. Uh, I'm gonna do it like this. Here you go. What do you think? Oh, it's very smooth. Also, get that little, uh, a little nostril flare there. You know, that little tingly in the nostril mm, mm -hmm. that I love. And I feel suddenly I feel five degrees warmer. And it has nothing to do with the heater that's sitting in between the two of us. <laughs> or the blanket that's on both of our laps. 
What if we were just over here sharing a just sharing a quilt? <laughs> a handmade quilt. It's a friendship quilt. Ben, get in here. Ben. Damn it, Ben. I don't know. I I'm trying to think. Do I know anybody actually do I actually know anybody named Ben? I mean I have. I, 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 I did in high school. I have known a Ben or two. Uh but yeah, I don't I'm gonna get ridiculed if somebody that I'm just not thinking about named Ben is just like, dude, what the hell, man? Dude. I mean, you're, you're in my loading. favorites on my phone. How? You were you were top five on my MySpace list forever. Oh, yes. You know, I remember. I believe it was a top eight, actually. Well, you could five. change it. Was was there a five it and then an a, eight? Well, I think and then I think four, it eventually eight, went to a ten, top sixteen, or and then just maybe top like, twelve. I remember, just like oh. people would message you and be like, "Bro, oh, yeah. I'm not on your top list anymore. Like, what's going on?" Oh, I remember the girl that I was dating. Like, I all of a sudden wasn't in her top eight or something and i remember and you being knew like it was coming you knew the breakup was I coming. I was like hey what's what's going on and she's just like well i just like want to like i've got like my best friends and my family my sister and my I'm like okay i feel like yeah hold on it's really good cheers first cocktail and cocktail okay. mm. by the way if you want to make your own we will give you a, a little bit of a instructions in the description there so you can absolutely go and just see how much we put. If you don't want to have to go back and watch again, I'd also be really interested. So I, like we were talking about earlier, I'm a huge fan of whiskey. I know you are too. Yeah. I love trying new whiskeys. So if you have one that you enjoy, drop it down, buy below it for in us, comments, and... send it to us. We'll review it for you. <laughs> uh, in case you didn't want to do it yourself, we'll do it for you. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm always interested in trying it out. And if we get enough requests on specific drinks, beverages, yep. uh, or whiskeys in general, beer, like I'm, I'm a huge fan sure. of beer, sure. craft beer, uh, just let us know, uh, put it in the comments below the video or whatever. And we'll, we'll get it on the show and we'll try it. Honestly, a good drink's a good drink. You can make, yeah. I, I have had some of the best drinks I've ever had. Don't even have alcohol in them. So there, I mean, there's more than just whiskey drinks and vodka, and, you know, and tequila. Some people are doing dry January. So if there's a mocktail, it's true. You want us to try out? Yeah, yeah. We'll try I'm, mocktails. I'm, done. I'm not. I'm not going dry, nope. but I'll, I'll go dry for the episode. Nope. No, I'll stay wet. <laughs> Even for the episode, I couldn't. Even for the I episode. Couldn't. Um, yeah, send us a mocktail. We'll just drop some whiskey in there, and mm -hmm. it'll, it'll, uh, we'll mock you with it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a good drink. You know, I, I. I'm trying to now. Now that I've had a, a few sips of it, I've realized that I haven't even been thinking about the black walnut, and now I want to. Hmm. Do you notice it more when you think about it? I don't even know what fucking black walnut tastes like. <laughs> I'm not sure. Now, if you want to smooth this out a little bit, because rye is a little bit harsher than you know most bourbons. Uh, bourbon's are usually sweeter. You can add simple syrup to it. Yeah, it does have a little like, especially the aftertaste is a little more bitter than mm -hmm. than especially an old fashioned that usually, I we made it the proper way with just the peel. But a lot of people just take the orange and squeeze some of the orange mm -hmm. in there too, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, not everybody loves the bitter taste of whiskey. Um, I really like bitter things. Like the more too. bitter, the better. It's better, bitter, better, bitter, bitter, better, better, bitter, better, better, better. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna keep on sipping our cocktail. Hopefully, uh, you know, if yep. you're if you're drinking along with us, uh, well, cheers to you too. Cheers to you. Uh, all right. I guess we can keep talking about uh, about the why behind this podcast because there's. Yep. I feel like there 
it sort of started off well how many times do you think i asked you to start a podcast at least 100 times <laughs> this is it's not it's that not, might not be an exaggeration i don't think it is um and it had nothing to do with me not wanting to have fun or do something no with you. no yeah. it's it's simply the fact of like i'm not i'm not really passionate about much and that's what you kept you kept telling me that you didn't have anything to say yeah and i said i love listening to you talk about but usually we're things. we're inebriated when we talk and have conversations together so of course you Speak love for it. yourself yeah <laughs> i'm i'm usually the one that's more drunk at the party that's for sure you've uh you've become a a more a classier drunk in your 30s oh well thank you <laughs> established a, that a happens that is a real thing if you are if you are in your 30s tell me that's true like you definitely look back to your 20s and you go i was a i was a, a bad drunk like but maybe here, not bad you could still be really fun but like i think you start to think about well i want to pace myself a little more like i want to enjoy the night i you know there's, there's things that come with that, that so maturity. i think for me still fun to get personally hammered. Uh, growing up in a very conservative home, mm. there was not alcohol mm-hmm. in the home. Mm. Um, you know, like there's there's some past. Do you mean conservative, history. like staunch voters of George Bush and Ronald Reagan, or conservative I don't know about Reagan, but Bush, yes, hundred percent. George H W or George W? I would probably say both. Okay, all right. So really bummed when Bill Clinton won. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I remember that as a kid for sure. Yeah. Yes. Now, now, see, I didn't live in the U.S. I'm originally born in Toronto. I am American, though, because I shed my Canadian citizenship like a freaking bad COVID case. But you're a huge fan of Trudeau, right? Big fan. Love the guy. <laughs> like, that's why I keep the camera on my laptop open so that he can see me. Get the most I'm hoping that, yeah, I'm hoping sure. that he sees me. Uh, so I grew up there. So I didn't move here until 1995. And by that point, it was like, a president, you know, and also I was nine years old. So you're like a president. Mm. Okay. Uh, and my parents couldn't vote. We were Canadian. Mm. It was actually Canadian until 2016. I think it was early 2016 when I officially got my citizenship. Long story. Oh. Um, it's freaking crazy. Like we came here legally, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh. Um, of course we came here legally. Uh and like my dad, my dad got a job sponsored by a visa, all this stuff in 2006, got a green card because 9-11 was, we mm. were about to get a green card. Then 9-11 happened and they were like, nobody, no. And we're like, look at, and they still no, it, like it slowed the process down. Right. Uh, and probably as it should have at the time, it was a little freaky, uh, but took to 2006 and then once you have your green card, then I was able to work. So I actually was 20 years old when I was legally allowed to get a job. Wow. Like a lot of my friends, you know, they like got their first job when they were 16. Like they could drive and then they got a job. Kind yeah. of like. I was a junior in college when it became legal for me to get a job. Now I had jobs. Right. I just, I just like, I worked for people under the table or like I babysat right. kids. Like I did whatever I needed to do to make a little bit of extra scratch. But uh, yeah, so it didn't, didn't even get my green card and then you have to be a citizen for i think it's like seven years or something like that you have to be a citizen for a certain or a, mm. you have to have a green card for a certain amount of time maybe okay. it's five before you can become a citizen and i think by the time i was able to i was like it's gonna cost me how many hundreds of dollars to become a citizen like mm. i'll just keep on riding out my green card yeah and then it was kind of like 
oh, I want to vote in this election. So mm. then which I, election was it that you? This was the 2016 election. 2016. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's a very pivotal election. Very pivotal, yes. Yes, very interesting election indeed. Definitely a, a pretty crazy one for it to be your first one <laughs> you could vote in. Um, I think in probably in 2012 was when I started to to go, I think, I'm, I think I want to vote, but it was, maybe it was like too early or it was right around the time when I could have gotten a citizenship. So I just kind of, I, you know, I, I was like 26 years old, so I just didn't want to do it on my own maybe. Mm. And then eventually I did. I, I didn't do I didn't vote for the first time until I was 30 years old so the last 20, this, the 20 last election 2020 yeah. okay yep 2020 was the first time that I ever voted um, and I got I actually got a lot of flack for that for you know being as old as I was and have never voted before I was never even a registered voter mm. and a lot of the flack came from well this is your duty as an American and I was like well this this is where I disagree as I I think uh, each American has the right, the right to vote. Yeah, but not every American has to vote. Sure. Well, it's your right to not vote. Exactly. Well. And that yeah. was my argument. If you don't want to vote, and that's not something you want to consume yourself with, then that's not something I want to be a part of. Plus, you're you're twenty. I mean, I guess you could you probably could have technically voted uh, when you were eighteen. So you could have voted in what the what would that be the twenty two thousand eight. Yes. So you could have voted in the first election that elected Obama. Yeah. Uh, so you could have voted in that. But you're 18. You're yep. like you're kind of like I, I, I think anything. a lot of us had the same attitude of I don't care about politics, so I'm not going to vote. Right. Well, and it's not even that I didn't. Not only did I not care about it, but I had such a bad taste in my mouth mm -hmm. from people I hung out with growing up who were so over the top opinionated with politics in general that and then I, and I didn't know anything and it all it's almost easier to just go like I'm I'm just not I'm, I'm not going to have an opinion about this because it's just too messy 100% and you're 18 like you there are certainly 18 year olds who understand the complexities of an election sure. but there are a lot who just go I mean I just want to like hang out with my friends I'm yep. going to go to college, have a great time. I hope I get a good education and like, I hope I meet a, a, a person that I connect with and can like find happiness. And yep. like, that's kind of all you're concerned about just having fun and meeting people and being social and like maybe getting a, eventually getting a job mm -hmm. when you're going to college or, or you're not. And you're, you're just like, I'm just going to make money, right. whatever it is. That's what you're worried about. You're really worried yeah. about you. And then how old were you when you had your first kid? 24 yeah i think so 23 something like that? Is that, yeah because we got married when i was 23 yeah so okay first kid at 24 okay yeah uh didn't waste any time no yeah no nope. um yeah. we got a cat pretty early on and then it was just like well this isn't quite cutting it hey dogs were too expensive so like, yeah yeah so you know. why not go for a kid that's least expensive right so yeah yeah that's uh pussy all around i guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and honestly that's where then you have a kid and then you start going what about the world what am i what am i going to leave this person with and even if you're like i feel like i'm one in a a freaking droplets in the ocean for my vote you know what sure. like, there's still something to be said about having your voice heard whether or not maybe elections have been stolen or or like things have happened that are shady that is like it's outside of anyone's control whether it happened or not i'm there's there's not much you can do about what like i can't mm. impact how you vote 
but I can go and vote and like that's on my conscience well, that's I, like that's something that I sometimes you feel like I'm at least doing something and also on the local level they're absolutely you're making a decent impact if you like I live in a place where only like 5,000 people vote wow so my vote yeah it's still it makes a one percent of a one percent of a one percent but it, it like I've seen some of these and a lot of people don't even vote on the the smaller ticket items okay. they just vote like they go in they vote for the president or like that particular election has a lot of people but i've seen some of them where you know it's the in between years they still have an election because they're uh, they're voting for some little like an expense that they're they're trying to a millage or adding mm. something you go in and i look at the results and it's like 789 to 523 wow like that's you are i mean that's directly impacting you yeah. It, when they say, yeah, oh, you're only going to pay an extra like $20 per hundred thousand that you own, you know, of your property tax. I'm like, I mean, that's still potentially it's hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars over the course of the life of me own, owning my home. Exactly. That, that it adds up exponentially. Yeah. But I think it, you kind of bring up an interesting point, though, is that like, you know, hey, my my vote on a larger scale I feel like it's really not impacting anything. And that's how my perception of politics in general is, is that uh, because of the Electoral College, because of, you know, and how uh, individual votes are, are counted and how they're utilized in an election, it's like, what is what is my one single vote doing for this? And then when I actually got into voting and how my political views align more of a libertarian than anything, uh, it's like, okay, well, if I vote for a libertarian party, uh, everyone told me, hey, that's a wasted vote. Go vote for a Republican or Democrat. Well, it's like, okay, well, if I'm truly voting because I believe it's the right thing to do and I have to vote how Like vo- voting is more of a moral Exactly. And it's not just like, okay, yeah, sure, I could go vote Democratic or Republic based on like what I most align with. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm still voting against what I believe because of X reasons. So if I vote libertarian, then I have a wasted vote. If I don't vote at all, it's a wasted vote. But if I vote for Republican or Democrat, I go against how I believe. So it's like there's no right answer for someone like me, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah so, it's, a, it's a hard balance because you you don't want to waste – you don't want to feel like you're wasting something. But then you have to sit back and you really have to consider how much is a vote worth like, I know nobody, like, all right, if you go vote for the Green Party, it's not as if the Green Party gets money for every vote that they receive. But does it help to legitimize a party? I think that it does. If you, you know, if you particularly align with someone else other than Democrat, Republican, you can have an impact in the way that people perceive that party if you're willing to do that. I mean, oh, let's be honest, there's plenty of other countries. Oh, I'll just say, I mean, I, I grew up in Canada. I'm not saying anything. I don't, I think Canada has a socialist government and they're very open about that. And I disagree with it. Don't like it. But I will say that in the parliamentary system, you've got a, and a UK is the same way. You have a lot more parties. Mm. You've got six parties in Canada that are maybe not, you know, maybe it's like three or four that are legitimate, have a legitimate chance of the, of a, retaining the prime ministership, whatever it's called. But You've got six parties that have a legitimate voice and those party votes impact the way other parties vote because in order to get the majority, they need the votes of this party, you know, the, the, uh, like the block or the, uh, I can't off the top of my head, 
I can't think of all the parties. I know there's a conservative, there's a liberal party in Canada, there's the Bloc, there's uh, there's a few other ones, and they need each other in order to pass laws because there's not a they rarely have the majority. Like rarely is the one party with the prime minister has the majority. So they need to work with other parties who have other interests. So mm. you get a more broad interest scope uh, with more parties. Now, I disagree with. I don't think that their form of government is a, is as effective. But I think that having more parties is actually the way the founders saw things going. I think. Yeah, I can't tell you which founder it was. Uh, especially as this black walnut <laughs> begins to set in, but we I haven't do, really eaten today either. I so really this haven't. is probably not a good idea. Um, but at the same time, it's a great idea. Yes, yes. I I, I do know that they they have there there are quotes of founders saying like if if it ever gets to where there's only two parties, we're in trouble. And I mean that's how it's been for a hundred years oh, dude, plus. And, and that's, uh, that's the biggest part. Uh, multiple conversations I had leading up to the last election of who was going to vote for, why I was going to vote, you know, why a libertarian is a wasted vote. And there are people that like I've, I've watched that are friends of mine that I acquaintances. I know that I respect their political opinions in a lot of ways. Would, do I agree with all of them? No, but I respect their dedication to research and understanding their points of view. And that we had multiple conversations with people that, I was like, this is how I want to vote. And this is how I feel like is right for me to vote. And they're like, you can absolutely do that, but it's a waste. And here's why, you know, and then go back to the moral voting thing like we talked about. But if, if you believe day, voting is a moral, like either moral or immoral, whether you do it or not, whether you vote for the right person. You know, that's right. It. But at the end of the day, they're like, hey, everyone said the same thing at the end of it, regardless of their political background, whether I was talking with libertarians that like I'm not voting libertarian. And it's like, why? And it's because, well, because they'll never win. Well, not with that attitude. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a joke. But not with same, that attitude, young man. It's it's the same. <laughs> it's a joke. But at the same yes. time, it's like if if everyone says, "Hey, there's a problem with the two party system," but nobody votes differently than a two party system, yeah. there will always be a problem yeah. with a two party system. So, am I going to vote my conscience and say I'm against the two party system? I'm voting for a third party because there should be more parties represented, but that's a wasted vote. You know, so there's like this huge contradiction and. That in itself, that whole situation almost put me off from not voting at all from the past election. Now we're going into the new well, election. Well, it sounds like it put you off voting for for several elections prior to that one. Right? Exactly. I mean, even going into this next election, right? Like we're we've got a very pivotal election coming up, where I think personally it's already been decided by elites by. I think the American people in general, uh, whether or not it's going to be an easy or peaceful election is something completely different. Uh, but yeah, this year is going to be really fun. I mean, we're going to hit on all that as we like continue to do this show. Uh, we've got this so show. Much, this show so is going to be stuff. fun. Like we definitely want to have fun. I mean, we're drinking black walnut old fashions. Uh, mm. Unbelievable. Tastes delicious. It actually tastes better as I go. Don't know why. You might need yes, one. I do know why. You might need um, another one. Who I knows? have to drive home. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, yes. Yeah, my wife will be super pumped if I spend the night here. <laughs> Joel and I have been going on. You know, I said on this uh, on this board, we're recording the audio. I said we had four hundred and some four hundred hours of of audio yeah. potential on there. Um, yeah, if I stay here for four hundred hours, it's going to be a big problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's gonna be a big project yeah. for Ben to edit. Yeah. For Ben, <laughs> what if we? Oh my God! What if we recorded the longest podcast ever? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> hold on, we're gonna look up the. We're gonna look right it up. Now. What's yeah, look, the longest podcast <laughs> look, ever recorded? That, that that's amazing. Uh, little yeah. And not just like, oh, oh, we're doing a live feed and then we stick it in as a podcast. No, an actual podcast. Uh, yeah, it is it is going to be a crazy year, but it's also a super... Oh, you, you found it. A team of podcast fanatics and experts planned and carried out what can only be described as the podcast marathon recorded a total of 153 hours of content without any breaks. And it was the Dutch. The Dutch. Listen, they've got what universal health care one of the happiest countries in the world ranked they've got nothing else better to do <laughs> except you know what let's just talk about how they don't even have to is. work they could just that's it <laughs> like they don't work sorry if you're dutch listen <laughs> watching our show how many dutch people are watching our show probably nil probably zero you know what though my hockey probably... podcast i'm not kidding you i have this group of australians that listen to our podcast I, and they 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 tell me they like it. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but they yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's cool. I mean, it's it's the world we live in. Like, you know, we can make a video here in like in Michigan, and someone in Australia watches it, and they go, "Oh yeah, that's cool," and then they share it with somebody else. And it's, I think it's, it's really it's cool. Neat. I think though, one thing that we really need to discuss before we wrap up a podcast is specifically. Uh, I know we started to touch on it multiple times and then we get sidetracked and that's probably going to be a bulk majority of all the content we produce is a hundred percent tangents uh, into other things. And we have a structure. There's, there's, there's an outline and documentation. Joel made us an outline. And uh, I think we've touched on the old fashioned and that was it uh, out of all of these papers. Um, but we definitely need to discuss what can people expect with this podcast? What are we going to be talking about? And then also some of the basics of why you and I both individually, uh, separately and now kind of conjoined, uh, started homesteading. Yeah. Talking yeah. about not only just chickens in general, but Cox. how, yeah. how cocks are a gateway drug. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, they, they absolutely And, are. uh, you know, kind of all the reasons as to why we're doing this, um, you know, both of both you and I are are in our thirties, married with two girls. Two girls. Um, so we have a lot of similarities. Are they the here. same distance apart too? Mine's four and seven. Mine are okay. So yours are three. Mine are about two and two and five months apart. Pretty oh, pretty close. close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Basically both, living the same life. Both of our wives have the same name. So that's just weird. I took a lot longer to have kids than you did. You had your first kid at twenty three. I had my first kid at thirty four. Was I 34? 20, 20. How old was I? I was 34. Yeah, 34. Wow. Yeah, 34. Well, I got divorced. Wait, you had a dry run. Yeah, it's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I had a dry run. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, we. I think we both um, have had a lot of conversations together uh, about our views, and we don't always align, no, which I no. really like. About and, and, we, and we definitely didn't align hardly at all when we met oh 100%. and we maybe have like found each other in different areas in the, in the middle we found each other, found each other. <laughs> uh, not that way <laughs> in, in our conversations about cock we found each other that's true um but i i, I really think that's really cool i don't think i've ever seen your cock before 
I can't, I can't confirm that you have. Um, I, I played I, hockey, so there was a lot of guys that'd be like, oh, "I've seen his." <laughs> I think that's sports in general. Yeah, though, sports. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, one day I was, uh, I used to work at a sports radio station, and there was a particular player. I was I was looking for him to get an interview. I would go into the locker rooms and uh, for hockey team like pro hockey, and I said I need to get this this guy's autograph. I'm not na- that's why I'm not named. I'm not telling you who it is. <laughs> I was looking for this guy. It really wasn't that cool. I made fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, I was looking for this guy, and I went. I I looked at a, another reporter and I said, Hey, have you seen Joe? Th- this guy somewhere. <laughs> I said his name. <laughs> Damn it, the black walnut, dude. dude it's I, what is it about that nut? I don't know. <laughs> it's a good uh, nut. I I said, have you seen him anywhere? And I literally turned. It was. I mean, if if this could have been a movie, it was a movie. I turned. The only thing I saw was this guy's dick. Oh no! And I looked up because he was coming out of the shower, and I looked up. It? He. Most of these guys come out. They know women are going to be in there. They're pretty respectful. And I guess maybe this guy didn't care. Maybe he forgot his shower, his uh, towel. I don't know. He came out just, just, just flying, flying high. He he was feeling flying good about high? himself. And uh, no, his not that. Okay, flying? no, no. He was he was soft. He was half masked. He was not. He was. It was. But I I remember looking. All, the first thing I saw was his dick. Oh. And I looked up and I went. I just looked at Joe Thor, this guy's dick. <laughs> there we go again. There it is. <laughs> I did not mean to. I don't know hockey players, but I'm going to look this guy up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you'll find a picture of his dick. Uh, but anyways, that's, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Why did I talk about that? I don't know. That was the time when I saw that, saw saw someone's dick. I don't know. Saw that guy's is dick. That, <laughs> saw what? that guy's dick. That was the first penis I ever saw. Uh, no. Well. That's a good story. I don't know where we go from there. Yeah. We might um, need to edit that one out. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's fine if we definitely do. Definitely not. It's fine if we do. Uh, fine if that one shows up in like 2027 after we've been doing this for a while. Ben, leave that in there. Ben. <laughs> Listen, if there was ever a moment where I felt like this podcast was going to be like Two Bears, One Cave kind of thing, is that the name of the podcast? Two Bears, One Cave? Two Bears, Two. What's the, what's the one? Oh, fuck, I don't know. You mean Two Girls, One Tub? No. <laughs> Two. Oh, is there? A, there's an actual podcast. Two something. Two one. bears, one cave. Huh. Yeah, that's the right podcast. Oh, cool. Okay, don't oh, don't nice. make fun of me. Nice. Never heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, Bert Kirshner's podcast. That's what it is. You don't know who that is? Do no, you? I don't. Oh, okay. okay. Well, uh, I don't even listen to the podcast, but my friends send me the clips of their podcast all the time. I think it's really funny, but it's super raunchy. So it's like this ah. is not something I'm probably going to watch. Yeah. No. Here I am making a raunchy yeah, podcast. Making, well, it's ra- it's raunchy like in a. In like a funny way, but it's wholesome. I feel like it's not super uncomfortable because we actually are talking about rooster chicken. Most of the kind of vibe. We also plan on. So I think I think the the basis for this came from the fact that I mean, what did it all start with? We've got other people who are going to be on the podcast with us. Yes. Um, You know, it's it's often in in a world where nobody is getting paid yet because we're going to destroy this thing. It's going to blow up. We're going to do great. We're gonna do big things with this podcast, but right now, huge. right now we're working. You know, we're this is this is just a uh, this is something that we're doing because we're passionate about it. 100%. We want to help to teach people how to 
do a whole bunch of things. And I think that that's where a lot of this comes from. Uh, we were joking around like, what if we did a cock talk and we talked about chickens and we talked about home improvement because you know, uh, that white stuff's called cock guns not and guns. Yeah. You cock, cock your gun. I'm a huge you, gun fan. You make cocktails like the word cocks in a lot of things. And we thought it was fun. And we had, a, we had a, a little joy ride. I think I had a lot of guns at one point and then I lost them all in a boating accident. So I don't have any more. It's unfortunate. But is this real? Uh, yes. Did that just go over my head? It's real. Uh, but no, we we are we're going to talk uh, very heavily about homesteading. I yeah. feel like you know, like you said earlier, but not like weird homesteading. I no, feel like there's no, no, a certain no, no, no. level there's, of homesteading where balance. you're like, I think there's a balance of preparation and homesteading and being self sufficient. Um, like but, not everybody can live off the grid, right? No, as much as I would love to. Uh, and I as, hope as to get sexy there one as it day. sounds, I, I legitimately hope to get to there one day. I, I think, think I would I think I would like to have a place off the grid, but I don't necessarily want to live permanently sense. off the grid. No, that makes more sense. Like, I, I also love people. And I I think that a I lot of the people not. that go, oh, I, I want to live off the grid. They're like my wife, my wife. And maybe you guys are probably similar. You're like, I I love my family. I love my friends, but like I could do without everybody else sometimes. I legitimately had a conversation with my father and he is a hundred percent a redneck. And he told me, he said, if I had the money and I could, I would move, I would buy 2000 acres in the middle of Montana and I would put my house right in the middle and I would never talk to another soul again. And I thought that was the weirdest thing. I was like, dad, like you've got all You're these like, other things. You've got family. Me? Like that's kind of rude. Dad. <laughs> Uh, but then I saw a dick thing to say, dad. Exactly. And then I thought about it more and more and I'd be like, it kind of sounds amazing. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I think more so I would enjoy a compound, a family compound in the middle of 2000 acres Mm. where it's like, Hey, I've got, I've got my sister, I've got my nephews, I've got my parents, like all You've these things. Me. Like I got you. <laughs> I know at least just me. I'm only allowed. <laughs> yeah. None of your family. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Katie. You can come along too. It's fine. Um, no, but like I, I think though that we're gonna we're gonna talk about homesteading. Yeah. We're gonna talk about being self sufficient under specifically the guideline of like not outsourcing your life to the government. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. being able to or like big industries or you know exactly like being able to look at what are things that I can do myself. What are things I can control myself. Uh, things that I can be self sufficient with. Um, and enjoying those things. I can't tell you uh, the past couple years of diving into this whole homesteading thing of fresh made bread from our friends, uh, fresh eggs regularly, um, having venison and meats that, you know, where they came from, you know, the people that shot and killed these deer and uh, their processing and all of that stuff. Um, being able to support local farmers with, uh, quarter or half cows and mm-hmm. you know and sticking them in the freezer and being able to consume that that meat in general i think is huge i think it's yeah. not only beneficial for our local economy right but also for being able to be sustainable individually well, yeah. and support supporting the other people who have the same mindset right like a farm if you're a farmer and you're you're selling joe schmo a quarter cow you you have the same mindset as us. You uh, yes you you need to make money. We all need to make money. Right. That's how you've chosen to make money. But you chose to make money in a way that like just sustains people 
and you're you're avoiding so much of the garbage that goes into like you go and buy ground meat from Kroger, right? Like from your local grocery store. Right. You are there there's likely likely that cow came from Brazil. That's kind of like the the new trend is is a lot of those cows are coming from Brazil where they have a lot less regulation on how yep. that cow is processed. Likely there's uh, anywhere from four to eight cows inside of your little pound of ground meat. So that's a lot of different cows. Thanks. There's a lot of different like potential things that could go wrong there. Um, and when you buy from a local farmer, you know that cow, that's one cow. You can name all the meat in your freezer. One of my buddies named, uh, what did he name his cow? <laughs> he always says, oh yeah, that's Bertha or whatever her name was. Uh, he's like, we're having Bertha tonight again. Like, and, and it is, is true. Like that one animal sustains your family yeah. for months. Right. And I think that that's also the, like, it's a different way to think about your food. It's a different way to think about yep. the way that you're living. I think what's really going to be great about this podcast though, is that we're kind of, you and I are both learning because we're both yeah. relatively new yeah. to this kind of stuff, yeah. right? Within the past couple of years, we've dive into the homesteading things. We've gotten livestock and animals and different things like that. We're going to continue to grow. Our farms are going to continue to grow. Yeah. We just started selling eggs. Um, you have your own farm. Um, yeah. You know, we have, you have a flower farm, we have a flower farm here in, in Farmington Hills, Michigan, that, which is an amazing model for somebody that lives in the city, loves to yeah. create and like grow. Yep. but maybe doesn't have the room to like to go crazy with yeah. crops, but you can go crazy with flowers, which is super lucrative yeah. and, and like beautiful and fun. And like watching, you know, watching your, your wife do what she does with that yeah. is just like, it's, it's a creative process that blows my mind. I can't do that. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> I it's so funny to like talk with her too and be like, Oh, this is a really, really pretty flower. You've got a couple of these like this. And she's like, actually no these are five different flowers and here's all the scientific names and yeah. it's like oh shit i'm sorry for uh being such an idiot yeah. um you know but <laughs> it's more than because i ignorant uh, I'm, I'm ignorant 100 percent. but she has just got the mindset for it but i think it's really cool because we're gonna we're gonna grow along with this podcast we're gonna expand yeah. we're gonna try new things and then you're gonna be able to experience uh, our absolute failures on so many different things because I, I think that's one thing you and I are not afraid to do is to fail. No, um, I fail pretty much, pretty much like ninety five percent of the time. I think 100%. I fail, but I try a lot of shit, so yes. <laughs> it ends up looking like I do decent. Uh, right. And I like this year I'm going to do meat birds, so that's like a, I'm very excited about that journey. Jump I'm, in because I'm going to be able to taste them and tell you if they're absolute shit or yeah. not. Yeah, hopefully they're not. Um, but yeah, I mean meat birds, cool and and just trying to grow a whole bunch of stuff. I mean you you guys grew tons of crops anyway like even though you're in the city it's yeah. actually crazy like if you could see their backyard which i'm sure we can find a way to show them we'll, your we'll backyard yeah. uh you would go oh like yeah you don't live on like like you don't have a little like 10 by 10 backyard a little tiny thing but you have a good sized backyard but you are doing something with it as opposed to yeah. a lot of people that live in the city live in the suburbs i guess you you live in the suburbs and just have a nice green grassed backyard and you still have lots of space to it's so funny you play mean, you mentioned that though because like our neighbors are super particular about the yard he's got all of the cross lines and oh, yeah. the checkered board lines i'm gonna make grass. my lawn like a golf course 
listen, he he's like, I don't, you know, he's like, this is just something I like to do. And I truly believe him. But at the same time, if you look at my backyard, it's an absolute mess. But during the summer, it looks incredible because there are incredible. so many flowers yes. that are six, eight feet tall. And you just can be go into the garden and be consumed by it. Who gives a crap what your backyard looks like in January? No one's backyard looks good. It's either brown or like, or it's just dirt, right? Like, yep. At least here in the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, in the south, it's a little different, but or in other places in the world. But, but in the in the winter time, generally things are dead, and that's okay. Well, the basis, like you're saying, is like that you're putting the land to use, right? Like you're not just, hey, I have a green yard. Look at me. It's I'm producing something. I'm yeah. being self sufficient in a way. Like we were able to grow an extensive amount of like green peppers and cabbage and and i had them and they were delicious yeah. and broccoli like yeah. all of those things like and we had a a stupid amount of tomatoes like yes my i am not a i'm not a horticulturalist mm. i am like i i much ma- much rather deal with the animals mm. i like the animals i like honestly i like i don't mind Culling, which means killing, but I'm just going to, from now on, I'll say calling. Now that you know, um, I, it's, it's an interesting, I I won't say it's enjoyable, but it's, it is a blessing when you go, you know what? I need to call some of these roosters. Like I'll go and it's, it's a lot cheaper to buy a bunch of chickens that are not sexed. So you don't know whether or not you're getting hens or cocks. We're going to call them cocks because I'm going to look up that freaking lady's name here. You look it up. Um, but it's a lot more enjoyable to to just get like you just get a whole bunch of them. You see what happens. And uh, occasionally you end up with like two, way too many roosters and yeah. roosters like a tw- we'll say like roosters are like that 19 year old boy that you knew oh that God. like went to a restaurant and had to masturbate into a urinal because they're just so goddamn horny. They don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> That, I'm, I'm that is a rooster. I'm upset that that's an accurate depiction of a rooster. That is a rooster. They just they they bang everything, and they they're also super into BDSM. Like they, <laughs> I have ball. Like if I have too many roosters, uh, this is how I know I have too many roosters. <laughs> is some of the hens are bald. Like those mother, they they just. They are chokers. Like, well, I, listen, it's ridiculous. This, this is, and I get rid of the roosters, and all of a sudden, they have these beautiful, uh, like all of mine, because I don't have. Any yeah, roosters. you don't have any roosters. Yeah, but Cox. but when you have the right amount, it's okay. They they actually, it, chickens are unbelievable. You get one rooster can uh, hop on up to thirty a day, I think, but generally it's around ten to fifteen. So I've got thirty eight. The stamina, and I only have I have three roosters. One of them is a funny rooster who, like, I think I don't know what happened to its leg; it didn't develop right or something. But it like it has like a hop, so it hops everywhere. It's cool. Um, I don't know how much action that guy gets because the other two are a little bit more beefy and well, they're uh, probably quicker. True. Uh, but do you call him Nemo? Or? So I think I have three. I have three three roosters. <laughs> do I have three roosters for about thirty five hens? Uh, but when there's too many, it just gets ridiculous. But you have to you have to kill those roosters, and what are you going to do with mm-hmm. them? Uh, you try to find a use for the meat, right? Yeah. And it is it's weird at first because of you know the methods is just I mean you're killing something, and that's not something that like I was raised to do. Like I never killed anything before other than a bug, and and when you do it the first time, 
uh, it's it's not as if you're like yeah, <laughs> but you you kill it. You like I don't know. I thank it. I'm like hey, thank you. You're gonna give me meat. Yeah. Or you're gonna give my animals some some food. Like my yeah. dogs. I I fed. I I cut the leg. This is weird. I don't know how we're going on. Uh, I take the legs. I, you have to cut the legs off because or the feet. But actually, the feet are amazing for animals because they're full of essentially it's the joints right so like yep. all the all the minerals and all the good stuff that's good in a joint yeah. those are in chicken feet so you give those to your dogs and if your dog has any kind of like arthritis or any you know any kind of just like creaky joints sometimes they limp my one dog was uh she's a great pyrenees they grow really fast you have to like you almost have to try to help them to not grow quickly wow. and they hit these stages of growing pains. A lot of bigger dog breeds get these like growing pains mm-hmm. where all of a sudden they're just like limping. She'd okay. be limping. I toss her a, a chicken foot and 12 hours later, good to go running around. Interesting. And it's, it's amazing what hmm. that does. And so you're using the chicken to help your animals who that particular dog is the guardian of, the livestock guardian dog of those chickens. So the chickens that I have to kill, I take their feet and I give them to the dog. The dog is more healthy. I take the, the meat and my family eats the meat Mm. and like you can use it for so many things. And then I also take the meat and I give it to our, to the dog as well. Like there's, it's amazing how that whole ecosystem works and it works best with people. Yes. Like I think that's maybe the problem with a lot of like, I don't know how like an animal lover, a, a planet lover is that they're, it's almost like they have this attitude that everything works better if people aren't here, but actually everything works better with people working to sustain the land, the animals and like sustain this ecosystem. 100%. We are freaking smart. Yes. I believe God designed us that way. And I think that left to its own devices, yes, it will thrive, but I think that we can do it better as long as that's our attitude and isn't just like, what can I do for me? Let's tear down all these trees and build a big house. Yeah, 100%. I think that there is definitely an ecosystem that can be not only built, but then maintained in a healthy way to make sure that everyone is thriving and you know, kind of operating inside of their role as what they were created to do. And I think a lot of that has to go back to kind of your your foundational belief system of you know did we believe that things were put on this earth for man to have dominion over it or was it put on this earth to have its own sort of dominion and its own rights that like that's different everyone has their own opinions uh and that's fine uh but uh, i think that it basically comes down to when you're kind of in that process of Hey, I'm, I'm raising, I'm breeding chickens, I'm breeding cows or goats or whatever. And they have a specific purpose. It's kind of like a tool to be used. And as long yeah. as you do it properly, everything can be used, uh, for its own glory yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and be used in a way that makes sense. So a hundred percent for it. I'm really excited to talk more about this, dive in to more about this. Um, you know, we've got, uh, quite a few people that are going to be coming on the podcast, yep. Uh, over the next there was there was maybe like six people who who were sitting there and had this idea i actually was not now i've i definitely have been asking you to do a podcast for probably since 
2018 probably mm. yes <laughs> so six years in the make have i known you for all let's see i would have met you in oh my god uh, it was 2017 like summer 2017 is when i would have met you because i've been here nine years we're coming up on nine years yeah. in michigan yeah it was so. 20, 2017 was when we started going to the same church together yep. was when i started going to the same church that you were at um and and that's that's where we found each other we found each other and uh and we, but we weren't really friends until like maybe it's like a little bit like a year or so after. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's really that long. Two years. Well, twenty seventeen. We'll say twenty seventeen, uh, which is yeah, we're going on seven years, which is madness to think about because when you're thirty seven years old and you've got all these friends in college and then you're not friends with them anymore, mm. and you're like, oh, I've been friends with that guy for so long, five years, four years in high school. I was friends with those people for five years, four years. And you're like, oh, seven years. And like, mm-hmm. it also makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. But we're going to we're gonna have so much to talk about because we're going to have a lot of people on the podcast yep. and we're going to have a lot of different backgrounds because, you know, we have we have people coming in that are uh, blue collar job backgrounds. Yep. So we'll talk about the caulk ty- yeah. side of caulk yeah. talk. hundred percent. Right? Uh, and that's and that's a huge part of homesteading is like if you can't do this stuff, you're by yourself, uh, yeah. then you're in big trouble. And Yes, there are millions of YouTube videos for almost like almost any problem you run into. There's yeah. definitely a YouTube video, but uh, we, I mean, between the two of us and other guys that'll come on this show, that have tremendous experience with DIY projects. 100%. So you can toss us those questions. We even have we have people coming on that own their own business right. specifically for home improvement, right. for drywall, for uh, carpentry, all yep. these things yep. that we can actually pull on experts in their field to ask them questions so if you have questions specifically about home improvement um and things like that or homesteading please let us know we would love to have kind of that conversation inside of the podcast and be able to answer those questions from listeners i think that's a big part of what we're trying to build here is a community of people that are able to have these conversations together answer questions live to go through things to be able to help kind of build everyone up right like and have a whole lot of fun talking about cock (laughs) <laughs> that's the biggest part yes. talking about cock that's yes. the biggest part um but i'm really excited um i appreciate kind of like all of our time uh, your time especially coming out here we're going to talk more about this in in future episodes i'm really excited to record future episodes yes. about this um so if again if there's anything that you want to know about you want to learn about cocktails that you want us to make or whiskeys or beers that you want us to review we're happy to do so i have absolutely zero expertise on the matter but i'm happy to do it anyway but you know what well you know what we also have we also have a lot of people with like who own small business you and i both own small business like a small business we both we both have owned other small businesses too um between the group of us that are going to be coming on here, hundreds of thousands of dollars have been made. Absolutely. With our own small businesses. Absolutely. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to bring other people on. Uh, it's it. We're going to have a lot of fun, uh, hopefully growing together, growing with you, uh, becoming more self-sufficient. But also in that self-sufficiency, it's relying on the right people. And I I, yeah. I really think that that's kind of the... That's the issue with our world today is that we really rely on the wrong people. Mm. We rely on, or we rely on these faceless people, right? Like 100%. who, who gives you your food? You have no idea who, yeah. who gives you, where do you get your water from? You yeah. have no idea who, 
who like so many of the aspects of your life, you have no idea where it came from. You live your life cluelessly. And I, I, I totally understand. I've been there. I lived my life without ever thinking about where my water came from, where my 100%. food came from, where my money was really coming from, where I was spending my money, how I was spending my money. Like so many of these things that I just put the blinders on and did what I was told. And we want to kind of shatter some of those mindsets yeah. and, and really grow with you, grow together in creating a, uh, a mindset all under the banner of cock talk because it's funny. It's a, it's funny. It's a way to, it's a way to, I think have fun with, with this, yeah. but uh, a lot of it, it's not just, we're not just dicking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to, we definitely want to add some value here. So um, if this is something that's of interest to you, this, this overall concept, like please follow, like share with people that you feel like may, also kind of feel this way as well even if you just like hey i got nothing else better to do on an afternoon than uh, sip a cocktail and listen to some people hey, that don't know what they're doing talk not? about a bunch of things uh that's fun too also we we have been married for a long time that's a bit like that's a true skill there's so many things see you, this is what i was trying to tell joel been, and me and my wife have been married a long time yeah we, we have, have not been we married have not. a long time we've only been married for like six months now <laughs> uh, no. uh, this is it's just uh, I, I think this is me talking to you actually is that okay. at some point you told me that you didn't know what to talk about yeah or like you didn't think you had anything to say yeah and that is 100%. like beyond that that might be the dumbest thing you've ever said because okay. you have so much to say you're so i've said a lot of dumb so, stuff so i don't but, know but you have so much to offer people i i was funny because i was telling my wife as i left here to record this which when I left, she was a little, you know, sometimes you leave your family. It's a Sunday afternoon. You know, you leave your family and kind of like, all right, yeah, you're like you can go do this thing. But like, I'm a little annoyed because this is the weekend and it's the time we could spend 100%. together. I get it. I totally get it. Um, also, sometimes I'm, I'm, it's funny. I actually went to school for communications. I can be a horrible communicator. Uh in my personal relationships, I feel like I'm really good. Well, <laughs> I'm like a, well, professionally, you're a man, so. professionally good at communicating interpersonally garbage trash uh, just trash no i i've i've learned a lot about, the same way. about those things but uh yeah it's uh where was i going oh just that i said kate if there's like one person in my life that i know knows how to actually put things into action it's you oh. so you want to learn how to put things in action Thank this you. guy is the guy to watch. That is true. That's I'm I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. That is absolutely true. This guy says he's going to do something. It's going to happen. So and it's going to actually happen well. Like I can do a lot of things, but is it going to happen that's why really I told well? You no, know so many times the yeah. podcast is like I don't I don't have the passion or the bandwidth or whatever. Like if I'm going to yeah. do something, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're going to fucking do it. Yeah, fucking do it. I can do it. Do it. Uh, this podcast will yeah. contain profanity, so if you don't like that, shut it off now. Yeah, maybe we can. What if we release two episodes, no. and like, and one <laughs> didn't have profanity, profanity, but the whole thing was just a beep the entire way through. That would have to be it because I like to swear. <laughs> I like to swear uh, a lot. I, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna bank that for for a future episode. But I want to I want to dive into um, maybe get a couple different opinions on on profanity. Mm. And like being uh, in the professional side, in the religious side, yes. and and then like in the, with kids, there's so many aspects to that because. Well, and I think you and I have 
varying degrees of separation with that too. Cause we, we both have families. We both yep. have small businesses. Yep. Uh, I work with specifically with B to B clients as part of my other business. Uh, so I work with a lot of other businesses and where I can and cannot use profanity depending sure. on the clientele. Sure. And then as a, father, then they're going to listen to this and be like, Joel, you can say fuck whenever you want. Right. But then if I have a four and seven year old, it's like, "Ah, I should probably limit the amount of time. They might have a cup to the, to the door listening to us right now. They might. Um, however, I feel like the amount of times that my kids have sworn, I feel like they grasp the, the concept of when to use it. It's so true. If they use it correctly, I can't really be mad at it. Honestly. Yeah. My, you know, what? that was the right application. I have something that I, I, Sometimes I can, I like something will happen and my way of responding to something that I feel like is happening to me or like somebody's coming at me, I say, fuck me. I'm like, well, fuck me. And my daughter asks me like, hey, dad, can I have some, can I like watch a show or something like that? I'm like, nah, not right right now. She's like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, all right. You, Listening you, to your daughter say that would be so funny. 100%. 100%. She used it in the right context. However, I and I and I agree with this. I'm I'm okay with this that like not everyone is comfortable with every form of language, right? Mm. Like especially when this is very deeply rooted in a in a religious standpoint or just you were told those are bad words and this is a good word. Like 100%. use these words instead. And that's fine. It's I'm I actually I don't judge. It's definitely like my how I was raised was like don't say these words. Right. You said the same like Agreed. I wasn't even allowed to say the word fart because it was rude. Mm. I had to say I couldn't say darn. I had to say toot. Oh, I couldn't say geez because it was too close to Jesus. Oh my god! Like a, a lot, like a lot of those things that I think are very legalistic. I like, but I I can understand. I understand. Those words make some people feel uncomfortable, and that's okay. I think that we should try to not say those words in front of those people. Like, mm. my mom will not listen to this podcast because it, she won't listen she to it. <laughs> I don't know if she listens to the podcast anyways, but What's a podcast? I don't want my daughter to be alone with my mom saying, fuck me. <laughs> it would be, it like, she she would probably think she's hearing it wrong, but like, I don't know what she would do if she realized that that's what she was saying. <laughs> she would be very upset, and she would she would definitely have an issue with like with with that, and that's okay. Um, I I understand why it's uncomfortable, and and, and that's fine. But I so I taught her to say, "Oh man!" So now she walks around that. Oh man! Oh man! You know what she means, though. I do know what she means, but, and I, I, for a three-year-old, for a three-year-old, they need, the words that they use need to be universally accepted because if they're walking around saying the F word, it is just going to be a problem for them because they don't understand the context in which to use it. 100%. Whereas I do, it very rarely, like, honestly, it does not slip out. Like if if I'm with my parents, I do not swear. (laughs) Yeah, I because swear very little when I'm with my parents. It happens like sometimes I purposely drop a little, not an F bomb, sure. but like other words. You, you because you have to ex- extenuate the gravity yes. of the situation sometimes with profanity. Yes, with conservative parents. Yep, yep, and and they just kind of like, oh, Mark, <laughs> Marcus, Mark, how dare you? <laughs> 
Which we have not talked about the fact that we both have two first names. That's true. Mark, Paul, Joel, Keith. That's true. Is your middle name a first name? James. Oh, we both have three first names. I mean, whose middle name is Miller? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I I always thought it was funny when somebody said, Mark, like, James, Do you Paul. have three first, two first names or three? And I'm like, well, I mean. You know, funny story about that real quick, because uh, I know we're trying to wrap up, but uh, which may never come. The there's a there's a story where uh, my wife and I were dating. We weren't quite engaged yet. Uh, we had a ritual. I w- always worked late at the the restaurant that I worked at, and I would come uh, back to the house at like eleven o'clock at night. But I would stop at Kate's house uh, at her parents' house when she was still living at home, and we'd stop in at eleven thirty at night. She would let me in the door, and in the kitchen we would eat a bowl of cereal together. Mm. And I remember this very distinctly. It was like eleven thirty at night. And her younger brother had a friend over and they came downstairs. It was shortly after Kate and I started dating and uh, her brother came downstairs and said, so two first names, huh? Joel Keith. And I said, well, actually my middle name's Christopher. So I have three first names and his friend, they both did a look at each other and look back. And his friend said, it's worse than we thought. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Because apparently their whole family has a whole thing about like if a man has two first names, you can't trust him. Can't trust him. And I got three first names. So you sure as shit can't trust me. People called me the disciple for a little while because Mark James Paul, you know. Oh my gosh. Actually, all disciples. All the disciples. You're all the disciples. You consider Paul the 13th disciple, which most do. Most do. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into religious talk as well, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might as well just uh, make sure you read the titles and descriptions of these episodes before you actually start listening to them. Uh, but this has been Cock Talk, episode one. Talk. We're yeah. very excited about yeah. this. I think this will actually make it out to uh, yeah, this is gonna to, to distribute. Some people are going to listen to this. Um, you can uh, we'll, we'll post you know anything we talked about, anything we we drank, all those things. We'll we'll post them in the link below here. Um, you know, you can go into the description, do all that stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, any, any questions, how are we going to get people to ask us questions? Comments, comments, comments would be best yeah. for now until we have a more official way of collecting responses. Yeah. Uh, but just comment below and questions that you have to ask things that you want to know, uh, drinks or cocktails you would like us to review, uh, happy to drink and tell you about it. Whether I have an opinion or not, I'll drink it. So you can also, uh, what is it? They can go to cocktalkthepodcast.com. Oh, yes. And you can just drop us your email address. We'll, uh, you know, we'll let you know when we have a new episode. You can also subscribe wherever you're watching this YouTube, Spotify, whatever. And uh, yeah, that's, that's Cock Talk, episode one. That's Cock Talk. We did it. We did it. Yes.